with my soul. You know, if you're saved, everything's going to be all right. Amen. Everything is going to be all right uh, in the sweet by and by. We know that we live in this world where we have to uh, deal with some things, some unpleasant things. Life can certainly be difficult, uh, but greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world, the Bible says. And we know that uh, the things that we suffer here on this side of eternity will all be swept away in a moment when we step over on the other side. And uh, now that's not that we can't have victory over here. Uh, You know, sometimes some of us are waiting around on the Lord to come back, but man, we're a miserable lot. And I don't think God wants that for us either. I think that there's certainly a lot of blessings and wonderful things that we can experience from God even in this tabernacle that we have that's imperfect, uh, and that's simply because we have an awesome God that loves us, wants to use us and work, uh, because uh, God certainly puts us through some trials, but let us remember, church family, that the worst possible condition that a human being could ever be in, as we learned last week with our pastor's pals, is to be lost. And so therefore, as God tarries, it's only by his grace that we're able to Maybe share the gospel with some old soul that might get saved. Amen? And uh, so praise the Lord, praise the Lord. All right, Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. When you find Hebrews chapter 11, go ahead and ask you to stand in reverence to the Word of God. Just have three verses of Scripture uh, to read. Hebrews chapter 11, we're preaching on when, where, how, and why can be killers of faith. Can be killers of faith. I mentioned this here a while back, and it reminded me of something, and and uh, I want to share that with you, this whole thought uh, this morning on when, when, where, how, and why can be killers of faith. And we have maybe one of the finest examples of faith that we'll find in the Bible, Abraham, uh, first of all known as Abram, uh, but uh, later will be called Abraham. And in verse 8, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8, it says, by faith, and you know, there we go. That's how we live. That's how we get through these hard times. We're saved by faith. We live by faith. But it says, By faith Abraham, when he was called to go into a place which he should after receive for inheritance, what's that next word? Obeyed. By the way, you ought to just circle those two words, faith and obeyed. They go hand in hand. Faith is faithfulness, right? It says, Inheritance obeyed. And he went out, now notice the last part of that verse, he went out not knowing whether he went. He went out not knowing where he was headed. Verse 9, again, by faith he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, Jacob the heirs, with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Again, we're looking at when, where, how, and why, how they can be killers of faith. Father, we ask your blessing upon the preaching, uh, teaching, the reading of the Word of God as well. We thank you for the hymns. We thank you for the wonderful special that we was reminded of. Uh, Lord, that uh, you're here with us. You're watching over us each and every day. And we thank you for that comfort. Lord, we pray now that as we get into the message, dear God, that you're uh, would repair our hearts and that your Holy Spirit would roam every pew and every aisle, as we said earlier, that you would touch each and every one in a mighty and powerful way and we'll give you the praise and the glory and the honor for it all. In Jesus Christ's name we do pray. Amen and amen. All right, you can go ahead and be seated.
I like uh, nature. I like to watch different uh, shows and stuff. I I don't know that I want to go, but I'm always fascinated with Africa because of all the the wildlife that's there and uh, some of it very dangerous. But I was watching this show one day and they was talking about the African impala, kind of like what we would call a deer, but uh, I would say on steroids. I mean, this thing is fast. Uh, they said that they can run uh, some uh, 50 miles per hour. Um, but even more impressive with that, I always knew they could jump because I'd see pictures and stuff. But they said that they can jump up to 10 feet high in a distance of 30 feet. That's pretty amazing if you stop and think about it. And uh, so those things just kind of fascinate me. And I got to thinking, imagine, you know, trying to contain such a creature. You know, you'd, you'd have a fortune in a fence, so you'd think. But our Bible tells us in Philippians chapter 4, verse 13, as we think about that amazing feat, that talking about us as believers, that the Bible says in Philippians 4, 13, most of us probably know it, I can do how many things? All things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. And when I think about that, spiritually speaking, we could certainly be that type of Christian. And so what this tells us is that we can do things as believers above and beyond what we could even imagine doing. But the key is through Christ. Again, faith. Uh, uh, does not Christ tell us again in Matthew nineteen twenty six with God how many things are possible? All things are possible. And so again, we, we see some things here that, that really begin to speak to our heart. And, and so I'm saying we can do amazing things in Christ. I'm saying spiritually speaking, we can run 50 miles an hour, jump 10 feet high, 30 foot long, but here is something that's also interesting about impalas. I said, wouldn't you, how would you like to have to fence those little boogers in? Well, they actually do keep them in zoos. Isn't that amazing? Now, the thing is, is that the only fence that they have is a fence that is three to four foot tall, and it's solid, and they won't jump it. And the reason they won't jump it is because they will not jump where they can't see where they're going to land. And so those little creatures that can jump 10 foot high and 30 foot long stay hemmed up in a zoo somewhere because they're afraid to jump this little old wall that they can't see on the other side. May I dare say that for some of us, that's our Christian life. Amen? I tell you what, the wouldas and the shouldas and the couldas, boy, they just eat us up sometimes, don't they? I say again, the when, the where, the how, the why can certainly be killers of faith. Christians can certainly be a lot like impalas. Through Christ, we can do all types of amazing things. And, and we see that not only in the Word of God, but we may even see it in other people's lives. But we're not willing, if you will, to jump for the Lord. Unless we know where we're landing. We want to know when something is going to happen. We want to know uh, where something is going to happen. We want to probably, most of all, we want to know how something is going to happen. And we want to know why something is going to happen. And Lord, if you'll just answer all those questions, then, then I'll go out and do something for you, Lord. Where's the faith? Where's the faith? And so a lot of us are, we never see our potential. We're, we're hemmed up. Uh, uh, because of our lack of faith. It, again, if we can't see where we're going to be landing for the Lord like those impalas, we stay in hemmed up by fear. 
Uh, but God desires real faith. And by the way, he'll just let you stay there. <laughs> you know, he's, you know, he'll just say, okay, if that's how you want to live your Christian life, go ahead. But a lot of times, God's is looking, and I'd say all the times, he's desiring real faith, which is leaping when you do not know where you're going to land. That is faith. And often that's how God wants us to do and where he wants us to be. May I just say that most of the time, if God did tell us what lies ahead in our future, a lot of us would probably run for the hills. <laughs> I know that would be the same in my life if you knew me before I was saved. Now, Abraham... Uh, he wasn't like that. Uh, uh, he was a man that lived by faith. And we see that in verse 8. I mean, that's the greatest thing could ever be said of a human being. By faith, Abraham. By faith, Abraham. Says that he went out not knowing whether he went. But those two key words that I brought to your attention there are the key to all of this. There was faith and there was obedience. Abraham didn't have this when, where, how, and why type of faith. God told Abraham, basically he said, leap. And Abraham leaped, not knowing where he was going. Not knowing where he would land. And he stepped out on faith. And I believe there's a great deal that you and I could learn from this today. And I want to look at this story a little bit closer. Save your place there in the book of Hebrews. We may refer back to it. But turn back to the book of Genesis, all the way back to your first book in the Bible, Genesis chapter 12. And let's see, let's see this example uh, of, of, of Abraham uh, leaping without not knowing where he was going to land, because that's exactly what he did. Genesis chapter 12, Genesis chapter 12, I'll give you a second or two to find that. Genesis chapter 12, we're going to look at verse 1. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, Now the Lord had said unto Abram, uh, by, you know, here in the Old Testament, he's called Abram. Later on, he would be called Abraham. It's like one of my favorite old mountain preachers. He's in heaven right now. I've probably shared this with you before, but he would always say that, that uh, Abram didn't really start working for God till God laid the ham on him. <laughs> and so praise the Lord. Amen. It says, Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will shew thee. Abraham didn't know where this was at. But he says, you do that, and I'll make, you, I'll make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee. Oh, we ought to be careful how we treat Israel, amen. I will bless thee, uh, bless them that bless thee, and curse them that curseth thee. Uh, and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Aren't you glad that Abram was a man of faith? So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot, that's his nephew, went with him, and Abram was 75 years old when he departed out of Haran. And so God told Abraham, basically he said, leap. <laughs> he said, go. And his going, again, it wasn't based on any questions that Abram might have had. Uh, he just did what God said. And sometimes we simply need to do what God says when there are no answers as to why. And if some of us would get a hold of that, it would certainly help our walk with the Lord a great deal. God does not always say, I dare say that most of the time, maybe even all the time, God does, He doesn't say, okay, now here's the when, and here's the where, and here's the how, and here's the why. Now go ahead and leap. That wouldn't require any faith, would it? Uh, no, you know, so God just says, hey, leap, go, do what I tell you to do. And that is faith. That is biblical faith. 
And we know from other scriptures, you can turn back to the book of Hebrews chapter 11, we know from other scriptures uh, that uh, God had called Abram, uh, actually even his family, out of his hometown of Ur. Um, here's the thing, some of us believers, sometimes we're going back to Ur, but sometimes we get stuck in Ur. <laughs> you know, in other words, we're, you know, where there's, you know, you know, we're, we're, we're looking for, for something. And, and, you know, and just like I think of those poor cooped up in palas, they're, they're stuck behind some, some obstacles that through Christ they could, they could easily overcome. And there's where a lot of us are at. You know, we don't really trust God. We get emotional when we hear the singing and we raise holy hands to the Lord, but when it really comes to trusting God, yeah. And the thing is, we might blame our circumstances. Well, if this wasn't in my life, I could do this for God. You know, if, if, if this person would do this, I could, I could do something for God. Let me just say, it's not your circumstances that's keeping you doing something great for God. It's not your circumstances, it's your faith. It's your faith. And you've allowed some things in your life to overcome that faith. And God's just waiting. But Abraham, the Bible tells us that he believed God. What does that mean? It just means that Abraham believed what God said. We ought to believe what the Bible says. Amen? And if there's some things that we're not doing, then it's not God's fault, certainly, and it's not our circumstance fault. It's, it comes down to our, our faith. How many in here, some of you older folks... I see Brother Howard over there. I already know how he'll answer this. He just looks like one of these guys that watched the Little Rascals. <laughs> He's shaking his head, yeah. I haven't seen Little Rascals in years and years. I used to love to watch the Little Rascals. Uh, and uh, I remember watching one show. Actually, it was not very long ago. I was doing some channel surfing at a hotel, and and uh, I, I, the Little Rascals was on. I was like, wow. And uh, so they were they were building a fire engine. You know, they build these contraptions. And uh, so they got up there and they drug a bunch of crates up and they built this fire engine. And it, that thing was big. It was one of them old ones that steered at the back. So you had the front and then you had the back. Okay. So they get pushed up over there over a big hill and uh, they take off. I don't remember who was driving, but Stymie was driving the back. Okay. And so they're heading over the hill and they're doing pretty good. Of course, they're picking up speed. Dogs and people are flying out of the way. I mean, they're flying, okay? And, uh, but pretty soon, uh, all of a sudden, the back end kind of gets kind of cockeyed. And then pretty soon, the back of the fire engine is outrunning the front of the fire engine. And the guy driving the front, the little boy, I don't remember who it was, he looks over and he sees Stymie. Stymie looks over at him. He said, Stymie, where are you going? Stymie said, I don't know, but I'm headed that way. <laughs> I love that. So when old Abraham, he loaded up there and headed out the town, and his neighbor said, Abram, where are you headed? He said, I don't know, but I'm headed that way. God has told me to leap. And by faith, I'm doing that very thing. Hey, folks, listen, we don't have to know all those wins and hows and whys and all those, let's just be honest, carnally driven questions that sometimes we feel like we need to be answered before we can do something for God. Hey, listen, those are killers of faith. 
by faith, Abram went out not knowing, Abraham went out not knowing whether he went. And this act of faith would really be repeated a lot of times in Abraham's life, and his faith would be so strong in the Lord that he would bind his own son and raise a knife to slay him. Now that's faith. Most of us know that that did not happen. My point is, is that he only knew to leap when God said to leap, and he was unwavering. And by the way, that's what justified Abraham was his faith. And this is the key, certainly to Abraham's faith, and it's the key to any of our faith. Had he been a man of when, where, how, and why, he would not have been that man of faith because, as I said a while ago, those things kill faith. Number two, knowing the when, where, how, and why are not part of God's call on our lives. You know, you know what the call is? A lot of times people, how do I know if God is, if God is calling me to do something? Here's what I usually say, because there's a need. Amen. Does God have to call you to pick up a piece of trash if it's laying on the floor? Okay, God, speak to me. If there's a need, you do it. Amen. That's stepping out in faith, trusting God. That's how you know. That's the call. Knowing the when, where, how, why are not not a part of God's call in our lives. But I'll tell you what, the call of God is what's great. See, we get it all backwards. It's not the details of the call that makes it great. It's the call itself. You know, in other words, God might be calling us, but when we look at the where and the winds and the how and the why, we go, well, that don't really seem all that exciting. You know, why, why would I want to do that? So we go, well, God's not calling me to do that. Well, that's real convenient. That's real handy. But you see, it's not the, it's, it's the call that is great. God's call for Abraham really is not different than any other believer's call. The details might be different. Yes, the, the when, where, how, why these may differ, but the call itself, listen, if God is calling you to do something, whatever it is, it's a great call. It's a great call to be called by that one who spoke everything there is into existence to want you to be a part of his ministry. It's the call that's important, despite, again, what the when, the where, and the hows, and the whys are. Just like Abraham, God calls us to separate from our Ur, to separate ourselves from the influence of this wicked world, and to do whatever's necessary to live for Jesus properly. That's that's one of our calls. And sometimes that means walking away from ungodly friendships. And we preach on those types of things. It might even be limiting contact to people you love, even your family, just like Abraham did. You say, but preacher, how can we do that? That doesn't matter. The call is there, and it's great. And we leap, and we step out on faith. What was the result of Abraham's faith? We read there, he would father a whole nation. That is the nation of Israel. But through that nation, through Abraham, God would bless and does bless all nations. You and I are a benefit today of the faith of Abraham. Praise the Lord. And God would give him an inheritance, a promised land. And did Abraham know, the Bible reveals, if you study the Bible, he didn't really understand all of that. I don't even think he was really concerned about the when, the where, the how, and the why. 
Those things had really nothing to do with his call that God had for Abraham. Abraham wasn't focused on that stuff. He just knew that God had called him to do something. And through faith, he obeyed him. Oh, that we could get a hold of that today. Because there could be some of us that are sitting here with with something, a little wall in our way that's keeping us from our great call. And I'm just telling you, God doesn't want that in your life. Listen to me, the when, the where, the how, the why is killing your faith. It's hindering your great call, perhaps. You know, the problem is, is that I was explaining this at the jail the other day, that for the... Uh, justified man, the saved man. I'm just looking at that as somebody that's genuinely saved. I'm just looking at it from a strictly legal point, a judicial point, is that when God looks upon that sinner, listen to me, he does not see that sinner, he sees the blood of his son. He sees somebody that is perfect and whole and complete, forgiven. Now here's what I, here's what I want you to understand, Christian. A lot of us, we have the, 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 the tendency to, to, we don't see ourselves as God already sees us. There's some of you that God has been trying to call, maybe into teaching or, or some type of other service. He already sees you that way, but you don't. Because of the who, the when, the where, the how, the why. How am I going to do this for God and still maintain all this other stuff over here? Those are killers of faith. And so we never see ourselves as God already sees us, and God says, leap! Go soul winning! Leap! Teach that Sunday school class! Leap! And give some faith promise. Amen? Leap! Be a stay-at-home mom, perhaps. Leap! And start homeschooling. Leap! And quit that job if it makes you work on Sunday. Hallelujah! Leap! But preacher, you know, the when, the how, the why, the where. And there goes your faith in flames. God help us. Amen. God help us. Number three. The when, the where, the how, the why bring disobedience. Some of us are disobeying God. Because of the when, the where, the how, and the why aren't answered. Our choice is to not trust God, to disobey God. We saw there in verse 8, he obeyed. And he went out not knowing whether he went. Again, faith is faithfulness. A person who truly believes God will always obey God. Amen. Can't have it both ways. I want to say that again. A person who truly believes God will obey God. They will leap when he says leap. If there's no obedience, there's no faith. And without faith, we can't please him. Faith is not weighing out, you know, all the wins, the where's, the how, the why's, and then we leap. Faith is God saying leap, and then you obey him, and you leap. That's what faith is. That's what Abram did. Faith doesn't always tell us where we're going. As I said a while ago, I could testify that in my own life. <laughs> God would have revealed to me, you know, as a, as a redneck who just got saved, and said, here's my plan for your life. I don't know. I probably would have ran backwards on that, I, you know. But he didn't. And I praise the Lord for that. God knows. 
And I haven't always gotten it right every time. I've set, certainly took my steps backwards, but I've tried to live my life by faith, not knowing. And I think that's how God would have it. Faith doesn't always tell us where we're going, but just like Abram, just like even Stymie, hey, listen, we should be able to say, I'm not sure, but I'm headed that way. I'm putting one foot in front of the other, and I'm living for Jesus. Hallelujah. Faith doesn't always tell us where we're going. Having to know the when, the where, the how, and the why. Listen, that kills faith, that kills obedience, and those things cause us to doubt God. So much so that we fear doing what He says. And let me just say, that's you're not putting yourself in a good position to be blessed by God if you fear doing what He says. You see, some of us are more scared of this world. We're more scared of our boss. We're more scared of our spouse. We're more scared of our children than we are of God. Amen. The when, the where, the how, the why are killers of faith. And oh, the many missed blessings because we fear what's over that little wall. We have the power, just like those impalas, we have the means to clear it by a mile. But we stay hemmed in. And we miss a lot of good things that God has in store for us. Let me remind you, He already sees you that way. And it's your faith, your lack thereof, that's keeping you from this great calling that He has in your life. So when we draw back, in other words, we do not trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus. When we don't trust and obey, we miss out on the many promises that God has in store for us. Again, the when, the where, the how, and the why, they bring disobedience and that will always bring unhappiness in your life. So how about you this morning? And I know this was mainly for the believer, but I want to address unbelievers as well, perhaps, in just a moment. But Christian, is the where, the when, the how, the why, is it killing your faith, is it killing your faithfulness to this church body? Listen, if you find yourself finding out about things that's already happened two or three weeks ago in this church family, I'm just saying you're not plugged in where you need to be. Amen. You've got a lot of wins, hows, wheres, and whys keeping you from being what God wants you to be. I love you, but I, I want to try to encourage you to understand, to prioritize some things. Are you missing out on that great calling that God has on your life? And it could be that God's even saying this morning, leap, change some things. Don't let that wall, by the way, that wall is set up by the devil. Amen. Don't let those things keep you hemmed in. Leap! Because with God, almost everything is possible. With God, 99% will happen. No, with God, all things are possible. And I can do just about everything through Christ which strengtheneth me. Almost every time I can do through Christ which strengtheneth me. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Amen? So I'm going to ask you to stand with your heads bowed and your eyes closed. Our pianist is going to begin to make her way down. And maybe you're here today... And you're lost. You don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior. Perhaps you're trusting something other than the shed blood of Christ. 
maybe, well, I was baptized when I was a child. I've got my name on a church roll somewhere. All those things are great. But I'm asking you, have you been forgiven of your sin? And through faith,